Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to the TalkSport Daily Podcast very formal as you can tell i'm reading a script i'm adam catterall in for that fellow that loves a little bit of billiards on the pod today we'll be hearing from former liverpool midfielder danny murphy with a word of warning for the rest of the premier league trevor sinclair tells the west ham owners who should replace manuel pellegrini and a number of talk sport presenters jump to unai emery's defense <laughs> the nutcases anyway first we'll start uh, with the former head of referees, Keith Hackett, on TalkSport 2, talking VAR. Then, tricky Trevor Sinclair on the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast. The level of accuracy of the technology that's being used, I can assure you, and I've no doubt people will jump up and down, those people involved in it, is not accurate enough to determine that a toenail is offside. I've seen clips of that Sheffield United offside decision, and I think it's the shadow of the foot that looks like the toe. That's how stupid it is. And we're ruining the game. And we're actually undermining match officials as well as the game in terms of how we come to these decisions. The referees and Mike Riley uh, being cocksure and, and slightly arrogant, I think, about the, uh, the clarity to what's being said and, and, you know, when they're making decisions. But if this continues, and this is my fear... One, it's not a better, it, the Premier League is not a better spectacle now because of, because of this VAR that's been brought into the game. But two, managers like Pep and the best players are going to start leaving the Premier League. Now, it's all right having a laugh about it now and then mm. saying, yeah, it's a penalty, we're not discussing it and mm. all this, that and the other. But if it continues and that is, it continues to be inconsistent, people are going to start leaving the Premier League and going to different leagues. Here's Danny Murphy on Liverpool with some concerning news for the rest of the Premier League. I think it's too early still because there's so many games to go. There's a lot of quality in the league. Liverpool, who are absolutely ruthless at the moment and relentless in what they're doing, play with such hunger and energy and you know quality as well. Some of the goals were superb yesterday, but they've not been as good as they were last season, either of them. So Liverpool haven't hit the heights that they did last season, but that's, that says a lot because they're playing not as well as last season and still winning every game which is incredible and it shows how far they've come because, because of this hunger to win games and stay in games. When you're leading, I think now, they've been there last year and done it before, they'll have learned from that. They can go into games playing with that, that freedom, where City know every time they go on the pitch now. Because if they lost another and Liverpool won, and 12, I mean, all of a sudden, impossible. Staying with Liverpool, here's Drive with some news on a potential new signing for the Reds. You'll never guess who it is. That kid from Bournemouth. What? 
down the south coast is Alex Crook. He's with us live on the show right now. And what have you got for us, Alex? Afternoon, Adrian. Well, this is uh, interesting news for Liverpool and for Bournemouth. It's one that's been bubbling under the surface, I think, even since last summer. But my understanding is that Jurgen Klopp is lining up what I suppose will be seen by their supporters as a bit of a surprise for Bournemouth midfielder Ryan Fraser. Uh, Fraser, as has been well documented, out of contract at the Vitality Stadium next summer. It means effectively Bournemouth will have to sell him in January or let him go It's interesting, isn't it? His stats are very, very good and more and more managers are using stats. So you can understand certainly why a top club's interested in him. Oh, you can. I think he's got more assists than any player in the Premier League since the start of last season. And you have to caveat that and say he's not been in great form this season. He's been in and out of the Bournemouth team. When he has played, he hasn't been as effective, as productive as in previous campaigns. You just wonder how much of that is down to the contract situation. My understanding is that relations between Fraser and Eddie Howe perhaps not as strong as they at once were, which again is understandable when you've got a player who is wanting away. He's also come out a couple of times after games and and maybe, you know, made a couple of comments that wouldn't go down well with Eddie Howe. I think he complained after one game that he was told at half-time to stop crossing the ball. That was the nil-nil draw against Norwich from memory. So I think you can understand why Bournemouth have tried to hold on to him. But I think now probably a move as early as January would suit all parties. And I think he'd be a great signing for Liverpool. Listen, he's not going to get in that front three, is he? Ahead of Mohamed Salah, Firmino and Sadio Mane. But what an option to come off the bench when maybe defences are tired and and really to play a role as an impact sub at Anfield. Some football fans mock to Unai Emery for the way that he says, good evening. And Natalie Sawyer and Adrian Durham have jumped to the Arsenal manager's defence in the morning. OK, how about some Leicester City fans chanting, you're getting sacked. <laughs> What's that? Is that, I'm guessing that's a, that's a typo. No, it isn't. You're getting sacked in the Ebonin. Sacked? What is that? Right. Okay. I, um, right. What, what is this? Whenever um, they, they, I they got his beat. Name. Unai Wenger. Whenever he does a, Unai Emery, when he yeah. does a, an interview, yeah. he always starts by saying, uh, first of all, good evening. Good evening. Okay. Right, okay. And the way he pronounces it is is because he's right. Spanish. It's not his first language. He's, yeah. And they the Leicester fans pop at him because he's because he can't quite speak. They were the they Queen's were taking English. the mic. Yeah. And I think they're out of order for it. Well, got You're getting sacked in the evening. Sacked in the evening. I mean, the, the the song is sacked in the morning. Yes. So, and he wasn't sacked in the evening, evening. or the evening. No. So it's a bit uh, harsh that. I think it is. A it's little not bit his harsh. first. You know, his, his English is far better than some of the Leicester fans' English. What I don't like about it, Jason, is this. Okay, when a manager comes over here, a foreign manager who doesn't speak English comes over to England in the Premier League, takes the Premier League yeah. money, and doesn't speak English, everybody has a go. Unai Emery's tried to speak English from the off. Yes. And, yeah, his English isn't as perfect as, as yours, maybe, or mm. Prince Charles or whatever, but give the... I mean, don't have a go at him. For the, if you're going to have a go at him, have a go at him for the for the decisions he makes as manager of Arsenal, not for the fact that he's trying to speak English. He should be given credit for that. Something that's really getting to me is the amount of ridicule he is getting on social media, I mean, everywhere, in fact, for the way he speaks. And... You know, even celebrated broadcasters are also getting involved and, and mocking him, you could say. And I actually, it started to make me feel a bit uncomfortable with that because I thought, I think, you know what? Unai Emery is coming out. He is fronting the media every time. He doesn't have an interpreter. He's just going for it. Let's think back to Marcelo Bielsa at Leeds. Also, uh, 
Maurizio Pochettino when he first moved over and was at Southampton and went to Tottenham. He had a translator for ages. And nothing wrong with that at all. If you're not comfortable to speak a second language, I totally understand why you'd have an interpreter. That's absolutely fine. But Unai Emery doesn't have an interpreter. He's deciding, I'm just going to go out and speak and, and do my best to speak in what is not my native language. And yes, okay, maybe at times you might think, well, we're not quite understanding what he's saying. But it's getting to a point where I think it's getting a bit out of hand when people are constantly mocking him. And from there, we go to the best bits of Hawksby and Jacobs. Making a welcome return to the studio now. He's been uh, touring uh, throughout the country with showbiz and he's going to be bringing it to the West End, London Garrick Theatre, 13th of Jan, the 15th of Feb. Frank Skinner. Good afternoon, Frank. Hello. Yeah. Is How you are you? I'm, uh, I'm top notch, I think. Mm. I mean, you know, for my age, I've got to be in the <laughs> <laughs> top. A doctor once told me that my um, hip waist ratio is in the top 10% of the, uh, of the country. Wow. Is that good? Hit waist ratio, yeah. Oh, I can, no, no, it is good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I can, I can fastly flop through an unstrung <laughs> tennis racket, <laughs> not touch the sides. How old are you now, Frank? Sixty-two. Do you wow. do you find yourself singing that in? So a bit like old people used to do on quiz shows back in the seventies, where they'd say, you know, what's your name, dear? She'd say, well, I'm seventy-four. You're seventy-four, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Exactly. Get the round of applause. Yes, I, um, <laughs> I do. I, I talk about it quite a bit. I think. I they think. did. They all applauded in there when you said. 62. Yeah, they did. Quite yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm. Not not sort of on the market for relationships anymore. Obviously, I would have played it down. Then. Yeah, yeah, But of as course. it was, I, yeah, I like it. I've so, I always felt I was a 60-year-old man in waiting. Yeah. So I feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel happier and more relaxed. What I was going to say to you, has it, has it gone? It will come back to me. It might do. Uh, yeah, that will carry on while it worthless, comes back to me. Worthless generation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're <laughs> all the worthless. What are we going to say? We're all the worthless. What was I going to say? Oh, that's right. Uh, no, until I, I, until I think of it. <laughs> You haven't got anything to say no, either? No, I have Go on, then say it then. No, I mean, uh, basically, uh, well, yes. <laughs> I tell you what, I've got something. Yeah. Can you I defend VAR? Both of things to say. <laughs> defend it, Frank. Yes. Okay. When VAR was... Uh, let us let us go back many years when, yeah. when Paul Hawksby was the editor of a popular football magazine yeah. and he hired me as a, as a columnist. Yeah, yeah. And one of the columns I remember writing was how it was about how important I thought bad refereeing decisions were to football. Mm. That I've been to so many games that were dull games and one terrible refereeing decision has set the crowd on fire, made it exciting and really lifted everything up. And I thought that human error, especially people... I like the idea of tremendously skilled professionals being in the hands of people who've hardly ever kicked a ball. <laughs> and I feared that, um, that all those beautiful idiosyncrasies and all that rough road would be smoothed out by VAR. And I thought it would just be perfect decision after perfect decision mm. and that element would go. As it is, I think it's improved it. Because the decisions are as bad, but we get longer now to <laughs> savour them no. like fine wine. <laughs> when you're standing, as, as uh, I was sitting the other day for four minutes waiting to find out whether you, you've conceded a goal or not, it is pretty ridiculous, really. I mean, would you, you wouldn't want to be sitting at the Hawthorns and, and and Imagine that, how being score no. and you sit there and you think, I'm not celebrating this because I'm waiting till they kick the other team kick off. It's yeah. not great, that. But, you know... Um, 
in cricket, it's uh, I, I love the the replays and stuff in cricket, but it still spoils that celebration thing. Because yeah, just imagine if when when England won the World Cup, if they'd questioned that run out. So that Joss Butler moment when the bales and the whole place, they yeah. all have to then stand around. For <laughs> no, but I I don't want to lose bad decisions. I think they're important. Back to the man who scored one of the best overhead kicks the world has ever seen, Tricky Trevor Sinclair and his thoughts on West Ham and Manuel Pellegrini. And who could replace the Chilean at the London Stadium? I've seen it at low levels, you know, when I went in to see the Cowley brothers. And I'm thinking, the amount of detail these boys' brothers are putting into this team, you wouldn't even see that at a championship club. They have been mentioned about West Ham already, and I called it really? years ago. And I said, listen, these two boys, well. if they keep going, because yeah. they are West one of them played for West Ham yeah. Juniors. And uh, I just think they will end up at West Ham because they love West Ham and the local lads. Jason Cundy was on drive yesterday. Promoted, you see, because it's his 50th birthday. I tell you. Botox on that wig doesn't look a day over 45. Anyway, happy birthday, Jason. Here's the best moments from over the years here on Talk Sports. Grant, you can't just win football matches by scoring more than the opposition. Grant, Einstein had, had an unbelievable physique. Grant, he used to be a weightlifter, you know, Einstein. He used to do bodybuilding. Grant, Miss World is not hitchhiking in Denby. Grant, mole control. Thanks for that. Controls moles. Grant, I mean, these Afghan hands are enormous as well. Grant, I've had a bit of Botox. Yeah. Grant, oh. never had a fake tan. Grant, had some beds, never had a fake tan. Grant, what do you mean, delect? And and what delect? You know, and delect. And, and what? Delect. And delect. And what? Grant, can, a, can a, a rabbit be born and six weeks later be pregnant? Grant, I don't go out at night just in case I get attacked by a fox. Grant, I hope you get flooded. And your car and your van just goes off down a stream and you're stuck there for four weeks. Go on. I'm not well. It's been sick. I'm sitting on the toilet. I don't know what's wrong with me. Right, go on. It's great. Get a life, mate. You can leave your head on. Clive Allen's book. I'm reading it at the moment. It's a very good read. Nearly finished it. And uh, he was at Chelsea. Is it Chelsea with you? He was, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Played for life, yeah. Okay, and uh, they sold him. And at the time they sold him, they also sold Kevin Wilson and Notts County. That's right, same day. And Jason Cundy to same Spurs. Day. That's right. And Clive Allen reveals in the book that uh, the three players, him, Kevin Wilson and this guy here, Jason Cundy, had to be sold to save Chelsea. Now, Jason has come out with this before in the office. He's, he's said, oh, yeah, I saved Chelsea. He's given it this the This is complete one. lies. Given Just it, absolute, We've all a- heard it. Absolute, complete... I, I, that's just, this is scandalous. They don't just call you Big Egg because you've got a Big Egg. Absolutely scandalous. They call you Big Egg because scandalous. of this. But it turns out to be true. He is the big, Just accept it. It's I true. Didn't, I didn't know it at the time. Three of you saved... Che- Jason Cundy saved... Che- Jason Cundy's the reason Chelsea are where they are now. Yeah, what about that? I'm, I'm taking feel? a little bit too much uh, credit. But I didn't realise at the time. But I did find out afterwards that the club were... So they sold off the family jewels. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Brazil here. You're listening to TalkSport Daily. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for... Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Time for the Press Box with Danny Kelly, Simon Jordan, Nick Collins and Sean Custis. My son actually was uh, batting. Um, in a in a club game while this was going on, and he he could see his teammates looking on their mobile phones and pointing over to him and laughing, and he had no clue what it was about until obviously he he came off the pitch and discovered that Dad had taken a tumble. He's a man in form. He was man of the match here at the uh, Community Shield game uh, match. Now, that's the kind of thing that you hope never happens to you in live television, but it obviously happened to Nick there. We shall go back to Wembley just as soon as Nick Collins tells us he's OK. It is extraordinary because, again, when I was preparing for this show, uh, I put your name into a search engine and pressed <laughs> images, and after a storied career covering several decades... The first six pictures of you are all at the top of your head disappearing with your eyes looking upwards as you fall fall off the platform. And incidentally, again, the sun, fantastic headline, Skyfall, which was the (laughs) the film at the time. So, yeah. You'd you'd be amazed sometimes, well, you'll know, Danny, but but when you're on location with Sky, BBC and ourselves, some of the contraptions they put together to so that they get yes. a great view of stadiums and all that. I think it was 2004 European Championships. Sky set up a studio overlooking beautiful area over Lisbon. But, and, and I used to do paper reviews for them at the time, and this thing was so precarious. There was a sheer drop straight behind you. And if you sat on your chair, if you'd moved your chair back, you'd have gone straight over and yeah. 20 feet down. But it gave them a beautiful view of the stadium. There, there were times when I was thinking, I really must remember where I stick my foot and when I move my chair. And, it, of course, it's, it's one of the reasons why, apart from a lack of talent and physical attractiveness, I've long since given up on television because the things they expect you to do. Um, television directors and producers, because they think it's the king of media, radio, of course, is the actual king of media, they think that you should do almost anything, no matter how, no matter how demeaning in order to get one shot i mean it's amazing and and i uh, will say nick of course um you must have breathed a sigh of relief i guess when uh, your colleague outside everton had that let's call it what it was <laughs> yes. dildo put into his ear on transfer deadline day you've now you're now no longer the most infamous thing that's ever happened on sky television well no i suppose not although i, I i've got to say that night was fantastic for getting interviews it's the easiest it's ever been because all the players just wanted to come over and talk to you and have a laugh about it because they'd all seen it and so it was fantastic i remember ricky lambert who made his debut that night, mm-hmm. score, scored uh, on his debut after a, barely a few seconds, 
beaming smile as he came through. Uh, it walked past loads of people, pointed straight at me and came over because he just wanted to know exactly what had happened. So it was, it was, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm glad it happened, but listen, it could have been a whole lot worse on many fronts. And it does make me chuckle. People still remember, you know, don't go up on a ladder and all that. And I go, it wasn't a ladder. It's no, a it's but a, in the end, you just leave everybody with, their, well with their own sort of um, imagination. And and finally, the best bits from the best show on the radio when I'm on it. It is the Sports Bar, of course. Don't forget, the show airs Monday to Thursday from 10pm. We've got a bit of breaking news. Ross Powell uh, from our news team is just joining us right now. Ross, what have you got for us? Thanks, Adam. Yeah, something just come down uh, the news-wise of interest to lots of England fans ahead of the game on Thursday. Just uh, hearing that Raheem Sterling will not be considered uh, for the Euro 2020 qualifier against Montenegro after what the Football Association is describing as a disturbance in a private team area at St George's Park. Now, uh, so no news of any injuries, no, nothing like that. Um, nothing on the FA's Twitter or England's Twitter about this yet, so I'm sure we'll hear something more uh, over the next few hours or perhaps on breakfast we'll get some sort of clarification. But uh, that wow. just coming through that uh, Raheem Sterling won't be considered for England's Euro 2020 qualifier against Montenegro on Thursday. Now, on this Raheem Sterling thing, just want to throw something your way. Obviously, you being... Uh... Uh, a man that has spent many a time in the changing room. I'm sure that you have seen a few altercations oh, in your time. just a few. Now, of course, you can't shed too much light on all this because you don't want to be grassing too many people. I can. Up, right? Well, you can. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> have you ever got yourself into a little bit of a, a fracas with a with a teammate, and then obviously had to uh, to get on the pitch with him maybe a couple of days later or a day later? I, I've had arguments in dressing rooms. Yeah, I've not. Argu- pers- has, it, has it has it come to blows? I've I, personally no. Okay, but I've seen fights in dressing rooms loads yeah. of times. This is it. This is half time. This is the good stuff. This is half time. Put your slippers on, ladies and gentlemen. This is the good stuff. No, there is. But it used to happen all of the time. Whether it was just to wind somebody up, just to get them spurred up for the second half, or it was at the end of a match, if you thought one of your players didn't give what you thought he should have given in in the in the game, like a hundred percent. Yeah. Any little thing like that, or you know, you took a free kick or a penalty, like we've seen before, changing penalties. If that happened on a pitch when Mm. I was playing, there'd have been scraps every single week. But it was. It wasn't just match days. It was through training, Monday to Friday. You'd have a five-a-side competition, which happened like in my career, which was old versus young. We used to do that a lot. And, that I mean, they were fiery, man. Um, Kevin Ball, it was at Sunderland with for a long, long time. We he, used to wear shin pads on a Friday in training. He was hard, him. He was nuts. But he was great for us because he learned us uh, what it meant to him. And he brushed off onto the rest of the team and he was an incredible captain. And, you know, I still get on very well today and he's still part of Sunderland. But that was what it, that was the way he used to captain us. So if someone did him in training or someone uh, like... No one would embar- ever do him. <laughs> yeah, but if somebody embarrassed him in training, maybe like, you know, a little well, nutmeg did. or something like that. They did. We had, like circles, you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, when yeah. You, you know, keep ball and you've got one or two in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And that individual player's got to try and get the ball back within the space of 10 passes and then it, it, it chops and changes. Exactly, yeah. So we had... Uh, a teammate of ours at Sunderland at the time and he nutmegged Kevin Ball and uh, Kevin Ball he absolutely leathered him (laughs) honestly and I was like oh my good god I think I was about 19 at the time or something you know and you witnessed like certain pushes and things like that in training but it was part and parcel and what your coaches and your managers and I know football's changed and I know that but they would say oh it'll make you a man It'll make you mindful. When you're in that situation on the football field, you know exactly how to deal with it, etc. Different time, different yeah, use of was, language. Yeah, yeah, and of course it was. And in dressing rooms at the time, you know, if you had an argument with somebody, your coaches would say to you, hey, look, 
It's between Forget about it. Sort it out. And I know we've talked about Sir Alex Ferguson before, haven't we? You know, the Wayne Rooney, etc., leaving him out when he played against Everton. But that's what he used to say to his players. Don't show fear. Don't show fear. If you go to ground, get yourself up. Even if you've got an injury, don't show your opposition that they've got one over you. You've been listening to the Adam Catterall TalkSport Daily Podcast. I'm stressing the fact that my name's at the front of that because every time that I seem to do it, you seem to listen. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether you like me more than the other fella, but them numbers don't lie, Andy. I've just been having a look at the charts, son. That should be on your money. Anyway, uh, please remember to subscribe to this when it lands in your inbox every single morning. Let's do this again, same time tomorrow. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. I'm even nicking his catchphrases. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.